we turned like players into fans into evangelists. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just by showing them what we've been doing and taking them in that yes. way. Yes. This... <laughs> <laughs> That's a sandwich man. Is it? He's got his own theme tune. Yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> so, someone, so, someone who sat, um, Chris Doggett, sat up stage for ages, he thought that was the ringtone on my phone. <laughs> he's going off in yeah, your yeah. pocket like he's like really loves cricket yeah yeah. <laughs> he loves it yeah uh, time I was dancing runs, fine. next to the van <laughs> and he just drove past me without even looking at me <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I think for us as well all the way along we thought well we've got nothing to hide mm. you know if we be warts and all and we show everything and we'd be, we'd be honest enough from everything we've done, then kind of what have we got to lose? Do you remember when I tried to get you to speak in an English accent and how and you had your posh... I sound like Stewie from Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> it was hard, hard making this game. Yeah. You know? And, and for us, certainly for me, making this game made me maybe look at some of those things head on. Yeah. And it and it and it is and it is hard, but you know what what a wonderful thing that, that games can can mm. do that. Anxiety is an invading disease. Like Senua's creeping darkness, it doesn't feel like it's part of you. It feels like something growing on you that's, that's not meant to be there. Mental health is such an important topic to talk about, and it should be explored with sensitivity and, and come from a place of knowledge and understanding. Especially in popular media, there needs to be knowledge um, and empathy, not negativity. Um, I'm often reminded of stand-up comedian John Robbins, who he uses depression and, and, and mental health in his, in his comedy, and he refers to it as the darkness. And he, he finds this nice edge between um, seriousness and, and humour and disarms the idea that it's that mental health is an exotic thing or that it's something that we should be afraid of or something that we shouldn't talk about. Games like Hellblade, well, they're few and far between, but they offer a more empathetic and respectful insight into the world of something like psychosis, which is you know such a demonised subject. But in Hellblade, you're experiencing it from the sufferer's point of view. You know, you are Senua, and she's a person, she's not a person to be pitied or uh, othered. The game itself is an invitation for you to understand and see someone like Senua as human, <laughs> because she is. The old phrase goes, be kind, for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. I feel like this series of making games as fun has shown that everyone has or will have their struggles. Uh, I'm reminded of Jessica Curry struggles with ill health and publisher woes and a systemic sexism that still sadly lurks in the industry to this day. 
or the story of Dan Gray losing his mother at a young age, the story of Aubrey Hesselgren's breakdown in 2008 and his subsequent recovery. These aren't coincidences. Everyone's got their own struggles in one way or another and and I've had my own struggles over the past two years. My youngest daughter, when she was born two years ago, was born with a very rare syndrome called Katai syndrome. Um, Long story short, this meant she's been in and out of hospital the last two years undergoing various operations, including a heart operation when she was about three months old, uh, open heart surgery. And it's been hard. It's been hard on all of us in the family. What I found was that there were themes within Hellblade that helped me confront and deal with those struggles. So it's a very important game to me, and I'm not used to games being a helpful thing. I'm used to them being a distraction or being something that sort of eats your time when you're trying not to think of something else. So you can understand then that I was genuinely delighted to sit down with commercial director Dominic Matthews, creative director Tamim Antoniadis, and the face and voice of Senua, Lena Jurgens. So we're going to join the conversation at the point where Dom was talking about the dev diaries and how they helped drum up interest in what was their first self-published game. When we first started thinking about the project, sort of thinking about how it was going to work commercially was at the core of it, right? So, so the, like, what the game was going to be and, and how we could structure it in a way that would, would make it a success mm. was done at the same time. Right. Actually, I, I think what really happened was we came up with that commercial structure of the idea of independent AAA first mm. and then went, well, if we can make that work, what game do we want to make? Yeah. You know? And, and uh, so... so I mean, the, the idea of doing dev diaries was, was really one of, um, if we don't have a, a big marketing budget, how do we engage people with this in, in a different way? Like, how do we yes. use what we've got available to us? Yeah. And, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's a few things. Like, for me, I, I saw a TED talk that was about um, engaging people in beliefs, like, in, 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 like as, a, as a way of in, engaging people in a, in a, in a brand or in, a, hmm. in, in what you do and... I really like the idea of that. So from the beginning, it was like laying out, this is what we want to do. We want to try and do something differently. We want to try and create a game independently that isn't for everyone. It's for a smaller audience. Um, and if you if you believe in that idea and you want those types of games, then you know jump on and be part part of the journey. Yeah, the re- I guess the reason you make you self published this one and, and self funded it is that you have the freedom to be like we want to make this game. Yeah. You're giving yourself the freedom, you don't have to answer to anyone else necessarily, but you also yeah. can't go completely off the rails with it. Well, I, t- I tell you what was really important actually, was, was it was answering to anyone else, but also answering to a massive break-even number. Right. right? So yeah. because we'd structured it in a way with a small team and small budget and said, mm. look, if we can keep it to this kind of budget level, that means we've got to sell like a few hundred thousand units rather than a few million. Right. Okay. Because then you can go. Well, then we can have absolute faith in the creative. Right? Yes. We don't have to have those conversations of going. Well, how long is it going to be, and is this going to appeal to enough people? And these well, things. Get that, we can go. One of this. Yeah. We've keep this in the in the realms of realism in terms of what we need to do commercially with it. Yeah. And then that gave us the faith and the confidence to go. Yeah. Well, well, then let's make something that we that we think will engage that 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 kind of audience. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. It gives you that 
nice, almost like a sweet spot, really. Mm. You know, it was, a, it was a, we took a big gamble on it, yeah, you know, and a big, a big risk. We didn't know any of it was going to work, like, we hoped it, we hoped it would, but you know, we didn't know until the day it came out how it was going to be received, and yeah. How did that feel? I mean, from the start of just going, right, this is a plan. How scary was that? Is what I'm trying to, trying to say. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was scary creatively, commercially. Um, but there's there's a big difference between doing that and working under a AAA publisher. Hmm. The 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 uncertainty of working with a AAA publisher is that at any point they can they can can your game, or yes. or one of their executives might decide that they don't like the direction your game is going and change it and yeah. so you you feel quite powerless you know even though you're given quite a lot of leeway to do what you want the the there's a there's a really strong commercial pressure to to satisfy hmm. to be mainstream yeah uh, which undermines a lot of your creative decisions and there's a big and and the publisher funds you and uh, funds you and directs you as well, so creatively. So, yeah. so you don't know where the game's going to end up when you start it. Yeah. Like there's 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 other forces at play. So that's very stressful, mm. you know, because it's like yeah, okay, it sounds like you know, it's it's a comfortable place to be, but actually it isn't. It's yeah. it's a very um, it's a place where you don't have control. So in comparison, doing something on your own where you have you know all the parameters, and it's up to you whether it um, works or doesn't work. And it's scary, but it's a different kind of scary. It's a scary where you're in total control over your yeah. direction. Yeah. So in that sense, it's it's far less stressful mm. um, and more exciting. Yeah. And I think to an extent, like we had no choice but to be super confident. Yeah. In it, right? We were com- we were committed to it to the experiment and to the yes. idea and we we had no choice but to go we're going to make this work and, and and a lot of it was an attitude I think that, that was across the entire team of we, we, we're going to make this work and we're going to make this the best game and, we, and I think we, we knew I think we knew that we could make it work I mean like I, I, we didn't know if it was going to be a success but we knew it was possible to make it work mm. yeah and, and even on previous games like we've I think we've always been punching above our weight because yeah. you've got big teams of 200 people you know making AAA games mm. and you know like DMC had four four games in the works um, at Capcom Japan and we had to hit it off the off with a smaller team than any of the Japanese yeah. teams on those games and mm. get it right and, and it's like you know we've always I think punched above our weight but nobody sees that yes you yes. know yeah <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, <coughs> it's still those games still come out at sixty dollars. They they're, mm. they're still developed in secrecy, so nobody sees what goes behind the scenes, and it's a shame. Yes, it definitely is. Yeah, and that was the same. I'll agree on that because that's why the whole reason behind this this series. Yeah, and mm. and I guess that's partly drove the decision to have your ongoing dev diaries from the start to say, look, this is what happens. This is well, no one knows how AAA games are made. Or no. tri- AAA quality games, right? Yes. No one, no one's ever really seen that because when AAA games do development diaries, they're super rose tinted mm. marketing videos. Yeah, yeah. You know where it's, 
hey, let's look at Devari 1, which is about this awesome polished feature. <laughs> yeah. And those Dev Diaries aren't made by the developers. No, no, <coughs> no, no. no. So it's like, so we thought that there was real value in showing people what actually goes into this. And, Definitely. You know, I think that, that like someone said to me, like an analogy was, is when you, you, some restaurants have the chef's table where you yep. go and sit in the kitchen mm. and you watch the chef prepare your meal. And then when you get it, it feels like it tastes better. Uh-huh as a result of having seen yeah. that craft and skill yeah. and thought that's gone into it. So I think that's part of it for us as well. It's like if we give people an insight into this, we're giving them something of, of value and we're showing them, you know, from, from one of our early dev diaries, or it wasn't even a dev diary, it was a little video where we showed the decision making on her um, static combat pose. Mm. Right, and, and all of the thought that went into that, and people saying, saying to me, like, I never knew, like, I thought you'd just go, boom, like, this looks cool, let's do that. Yeah. So it was kind of educating the audience. And yeah. I think I, I think the more developers can do that to educate the audience, the, the, the easier ride people will get. You know, mm. f- for example, when a game slips, you know, the more people know about what goes into it mm. and what may have happened, the more you can start to use the language you use in development. Yeah. And go, hey, we've pushed it back because... You know, we, 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 we hit production and we weren't happy with what we'd done here and players understand yes. more yes. You know, and I think, it, I, think you know, I think for us as well all the way along we thought well, we've got nothing to hide mm. you know, if we be warts and all and we show everything and we'd be, we'd be honest and upfront with everything we've done then kind of what have we got to lose yeah, you know? yeah. So, so speaking of yeah. videos uh that's where you That's where came in yeah. initially, yeah. Melina. Um, so give me a bit of a rundown of how you got here. How, how far back should I go? <laughs> and it, and it, you, you're from Paderborn, right? Yes, I'm from Paderborn, yeah. And then you came over when you were 16? Uh, no, so I, I was living in Paderborn. I was going to school as usual. And um, at the age of about 14, 15, I just got really bored of the place and wanted to leave <laughs> and I managed to convince my parents to let me move to England but because I was under 16 uh, I had to go to a boarding school because right. I wasn't allowed to live on my own. Right okay. Yeah so I went to boarding school for a year and then I went to Cambridge and studied some photography right. and then I went back to Germany for a couple of years and started a job training in photography as well. Okay. And uh, yeah, I knew Tamim from when I used to live in Cambridge and I asked if there's any jobs that I can apply to. And yeah, they said they have some like behind the scenes photography jobs. And then I applied and I got the job and I packed my bags and quit my job training in Berlin and just <laughs> left, basically. Yeah. That's amazing. So you just, you had that restlessness yeah. quite young and then you just, like, yeah, and yeah. you just went, right, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And how did your parents about that yeah general. not so happy <laughs> <laughs> right yeah Were they're they... like no you're not going you're not going I'm like I'm off <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. there's there's a sort of a difference in uh, I think in in Germany and and and, and Britain in terms of the attitude to work in, mm. in Germany you have to go through you have to get lots of diplomas yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. unless yeah. you get go through the ringer and get all these diplomas yeah you nobody will give you a job you right know, and job and tr- job training and all this and it's like here it's more about your ability yeah you know, if you can prove your ability and you get in um things just happen you know yeah. it's like when i first joined games i was one of i, I was shocked because i did computer science and i was shocked 
um, I joined as a programmer, that I was one of the only programmers in the, stu- in the studio that actually had a degree. Right. Everyone else dropped out. Man. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Yeah. Lena. So I dropped out too. <laughs> yeah. So I, I must admit, I had a bit of a. I, I must you, admit, you might have had a bit of influence. I might have had a bit of influence there. So just. Go I was on, like, just get I'm not sure if I should do that because if I if I quit my my um, job training, that my then my parents will get super angry at me because I need the certificates in Germany. Yeah. And Tamim was like. No, just do it. <laughs> I'm like, Trust I don't me, know. Do it, yeah. If I do it, then they'll get so angry at me. <laughs> and they did. <laughs> but I left anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I just I'm doing a, an ongoing photo doc at Chucklefish, and one of the artists is from France, and that she mm. had a similar setup. That she got offered a internship there, but she had a year left on her. Um, oh, I can't remember what she was doing at the time, but a degree of some sort. And she said, the first thing she said was, ah, I'm sorry, I've got this degree, so I'm going to have to finish that first. And then she sort of slept on it and went, well, yeah. no, no, this is what we're doing it for, to get this. So she went, actually, yeah. And then she just yeah, like, yeah, scrapped exactly. that and, and, yeah. and got in sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, me too. I only had one one out of three years left, I think. So right. I was getting very close to finishing, but I just had no motivation to stay there and work like seven days a week for hardly any money I seriously it only covered my train costs I had to sleep on my auntie's sofa for two years like on the floor and I was just sick of it yeah I'm not surprised <laughs> yeah and yeah yeah I was photographing babies the whole day so uh, I was specialized in baby photography and it's not really my thing no I've done a bit <laughs> of that it's, yeah I've done it for friend like friends of friends and to be nice but it's yeah, just yeah exactly like sometimes it's nice but if you do that as a full-time job it's just exhausting actually seriously. just thinking about it makes making me uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might try to avoid that and weddings as well yeah weddings can be very exhausting yeah too. and stressful you know if you miss one shot yeah. you can't do it again can exactly. you come back and do the wedding again oh I forgot I to put DSD yeah. card in uh, yeah. Well. <laughs> mm. All that, yeah. Mm. That's another thing that might happen. Always go with another person because <laughs> yeah. then you've got the two angles. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So try to avoid that as much as possible. Um, so, yeah. So that was interesting to me that you just sort of went, yeah, I'm gonna go and just yeah move across to England and do do what I want and yeah. <laughs> do you think so when you when you went from doing the video stuff mm-hmm. to sort of slowly going, oh, right, I'm also going to be the lead in this game, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> and all the extra stuff that came with that, all the kind of like, just all the extra work. So you're doing like both of the jobs at once and that kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> Do you think that you that kind of attitude helped you kind of take on all that extra stuff? Or was it was it easy to take it all on, or were you? No, it wasn't easy at all. Yeah, yeah I mean, you're not gonna. Yeah, it's really easy, but. No, I think I just really like to try different things. Like I started off as a photographer, and then I slowly moved into video editing while I was here, and then I started filming behind the scenes stuff. So I was just teaching myself lots of different things, like as I went, and then, um, yeah, the acting I didn't expect I would ever do that at all yeah. <laughs> that was a, that was a surprise but yeah, yeah when the actress dropped out they were just asking me if I could like try on the suit and do some tech experiments and it just happened quite, quite I slowly they, I think they knew really early but they didn't let on I don't yeah. know <laughs> how early do you think know. they no, knew 
<laughs> no, I don't think so. I, no, genuinely not. Like, I kept joking, like, why don't you give me the role? Look, I could be very angry, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't. I didn't think that, no. that secretly that she should be right. the one. Like, I, I think, like, you know, the the process of 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 casting and hiring an actor and stuff is mm -hmm. is like and it's it's like an established one that's sort of been drilled into me over the years mm. right and i knew that this game hang hanged on 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 one main performance and it had to be a really good actor mm. and i didn't want to make it like uh, i didn't want to get that wrong mm. um but at the same time I knew that there were problems with the way we were developing this game because it was on a super low budget. We were, it was very experimental, and you can't really expect a, an actor to stick around for two, three years. Mm, they yeah. get a job and they they're off, and that happened to us early on. <coughs> yeah. And I thought this is going to keep happening again and again and again. Yeah. And if we're scanning and spending lots of money on scanning, you know, the body and face and and rigging the character, and then the actor goes off, we have to start that all oh, over okay. again. Yeah. Um, and it's a huge risk. So I, I, I knew that Melina was a, um, she, like she's a natural comedian. She's a natural mimic. Yes. Um, and, and, and I think Thanks. I think that's a good sign that somebody yeah. can act. That yes. They're comfortable with their, you know, with their face and their body and their expressions and, their, yeah. and inhabiting other characters. So mm. I thought, well, if I could get Melina to perhaps be not comedy but more serious yeah to, to kind of be the actor in it <laughs> like faces. i could work with her on the actual scenes i could take yeah. my time yeah know? unlike on a films on a film or, or mocap shoot where you've got an actor for just a, f a very limited time so you've got to get it right and mm. shoot very fast i could take my time and we could work together and you know we could make it work yeah and and luckily that 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 you know Luckily, she accepted, and, um, and 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 it all worked out pretty well. I wonder if it also was a case of because you worked here, you were so immersed in the project anyway, so yeah. you had a much deeper understanding of what it is and what the story. Yeah, I was, was following everything from, right from the start. Rather, so. you get that train and go, you know, right. This is what it's about. It's it's mental health. It's emotional. Right, emotional. Hold on, give me a minute. Emotion. You know, it's they've not got as obviously you know. The professionals, yeah. but there's still something to be said about being so invested in it from the start that you couldn't ask an actor to sit here every day and and get that involved and that and yeah. soak it up that to that level. Maybe that was an additional factor. I don't know. Yeah, but there, there was there was another thing like because it's a we're working within limitations. We have to be flexible about how we do stuff. So we had an idea of what the character was, and the character was. A lot tougher, stronger, quite muscular, mm. you know, tough, uh, more more like the archetype of, of strong, tough mm. female warrior, you know, um, which Melina isn't. <laughs> Sorry, Melina. I'm strong, but more like a marshmallow. Not like long legs. Yeah, strong like um, a marshmallow. So, so, <laughs> so, so choosing Melina meant letting go of. The initial archetype that we, uh, you know, I had in mind, uh, which I think is a good thing because you go from, 
you go from an idea of what you think the character should be, which is, you know, whether you intend it to be or not, is probably going to be a little bit stereotypical, mm, you know, yeah. um, to a real person. So when we chose Melina, Senua became Melina. Yeah. As opposed to Melina became our idea of what Senua should be. So, you know, fairly petite, uh, quite, you know, quite shy, uh, like uh, quite introverted, um, but unafraid. Yeah. You know, unafraid, mm. to, or at least afraid, but willing to try, you know, willing to fight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that, that mapped more into Melina as a character. Um, so I didn't want her to pretend to be someone else. I wanted her to be herself. That's mm. the best way you can get someone who doesn't know how to act. To, to yes, act. yes, yeah. <laughs> what if this was? This is literally you. What, how are you yeah. reacting here? And, yeah. But on a big production, on a movie set, or stuff like that, like that kind of decision making would be would be mm. crazy. It's yeah. like what you're changing the whole char central character because yeah because of who you've chosen. You know, like it, it, yes, it's not it just wouldn't happen. Yeah. yeah. But we, 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 I mean, another part of this is that we bought ourselves the, the flexibility, right, to, to, to go with the flow to an extent and try and make things work by part of it building our own in house mocap hmm. setup, right? So, so that freed us of a lot of the restraints of a traditional shoot, which is like you can, this hour to this hour, if you run over, then you're looking at all of these costs. Mm. You know, so we bought ourselves the flexibility so that, yeah. to me, when Mel could could work through this stuff in, in our own space and, and, and make it work without those pressures yeah, hanging over. You had know? the time to experiment and, and, and yeah. So, well. you know, the crew, the crew that you had in there for shooting was you two, Balash and yeah, David. Four people. So I four think. people. Yep. So absolutely minimal. You know, and you wouldn't get that. I told them all to leave. <laughs> <laughs> leave the room. Don't look at me. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. Don't look at me. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, can you please turn around? <laughs> <laughs> You're putting me off. <laughs> but it gave us that, you know, throughout the whole project, we've got that attitude of, of trying stuff until it fails. Yes. Yeah, and, and mm. with a lot of stuff, it, it, it never did. <laughs> yeah. like even turning our boardroom into a mocap space, it was like, yeah. when we first brought that up, it was like, it's not going to work because of the noise and we can't do this. And it's like, well, can we give it a go? Let's, yeah. let's give it a go. And, you know, yeah, why it, not try it? It gave us so much. And, and I think that fed into to Mel being centre as well because it just gave us that flexibility and that that ability for it to not, not be every time that we did that that it was like right we have to nail it in mm. this day because we've got four days of the shoot left and if we run over we're looking at extra thousands extra here it's like yeah. let's let's go let's go with it and, and see if we can make it work yeah so there's a lot of places where you've got those freedoms and even you know budgetary freedoms that you wouldn't have had if you'd have taken a different route which is quite yeah it's weird it's interesting to see where those things shift and yeah but um yeah, the, but I think, the, you know, in many ways, the budgetary restraints enhanced the game. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Made, but, made, yeah. made it a better I think game. So. But I think, I, I don't know, I mean, I, I, it's, all that's true. Um, but I don't think it's that remarkable. Like, I, it, I think this is how games have always been made. Like, it started off with hobbyists working out yeah. how to do stuff. When the original Prince of Pers Persia was made, the, the 2D one on the Amiga. Yes. The... Um, who was it? Was it? 
Was it Jordan Mecca? Yes. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. and, and, and in Another World, Another World on the Amiga as well, 2D. And it was rotoscope characters. Mm. Both those things had rotoscope characters. So they, they set up a camera in their room and they filmed themselves doing stuff and mm. then they traced over it and they yeah. got it into yeah. the game. And, and I think mm. most game development has been that way until it's been commercialized into this big AAA production mm. stuff, right? So I, I, I don't think, and that's how we grew up making games. Mm. Right. So, so it yeah. doesn't feel like a departure from the norm. It feels like a return to the norm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> something you're used to. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's now like there's the set it's the set rules of this is how you make a triple A quality game. Yes. Like you do this and you do this and you go to a casting mm. agent and you cast and da da da. But but you know I think it was always like well let's let's question all of those things. Yeah. Let's question all of those rules and go. Well, why why do we do that? What happens if we do this? Yeah. You know and, and try. Well, it's funny because you you mentioned another world and and that kind of. That is such a memorable. At the time, there was nothing like that, no. and it's still, you know, from you know, the young age is so stuck in my brain, and yeah. it's so fondly remembered to me, you know. Yeah. And it, and it is the case of you hear your restrictions, work around them, and that's when new ideas are, are born, and and, yeah. and it's where creativity comes out when you when you are up against it, and you don't have yeah. to think differently. And yeah, you're forced to you get you do get those things. Yeah. That's a really nice. Um, <laughs> I like that analogy because I think that's well. It's more than coincidental because, like those games, like they had, they were story driven, they were cinematic, there was yeah. no HUD. Yes. Um, I don't think there was tutorials in them. Um, you sort of yeah, the tutorial was dying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, if you remember Prince of Persia, there was a scene with a mirror. You know, Indeed. like uh, there was like there's, there's 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 it's more it's more than coincidental that. I referenced those things because those were really influential games right. yeah. for me when I was I growing see, up. I can see that. <laughs> Melina's performance as Senua is <laughs> incredible. It's just that raw, real emotion that she conveys during the game's cutscenes. It was just, just gut-wrenching at times. I can't remember a time where I've empathised with or cared about a character in a video game more than I did with Hellblade and with Senua. Um, it just underpins the entire experience. And I think Tamim's decision to bring Senua to Melina, as opposed to the way around, as he was, as he was just saying, I think that's what lends the character its authenticity. We were talking about getting acting training for myself, but then yeah. we decided to not do it. We decided mm. to just use method acting and yeah. stick with the real emotions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was worried that if if Melina got acting training, it would get rid of that. It would it would actually get, it'll get in the way of who who she actually is. And I think it makes a nice juxtaposition between the sort of fantastical setting to put such a human character in there yeah. rather than this kind of uh, you know a, like a like a, a mythical character who's going through this it's a real person going through mm. because that's kind of what those stories are meant to be about anyway they're meant to be humanly relatable and, and yeah. teach people things and that's you know morals and, 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 and life lessons so it kind of I don't know it just really that sharp well, contrast that really. scene that scene also like that scene came about because Epic Kim, uh, Kim Libreri, who's the CTO of Epic, he came, visited the studio, and he said that he wanted to do a live performance. Yes. Um, 
a, like a live CG <laughs> performance. But the restrictions were that um, basically it, it had to be in one spot. Right. Yeah. So you need a scene where you're not moving. So you have to. So that's the addition. Let's still make it interesting. Yeah, the scene where you're not moving and make it interesting. Fine. Uh, with no camera cuts or anything or editing or stuff like that. So, so it was. So there was supreme restrictions there, which meant that it had to focus on, on the character. Um, I guess that's true of the whole game. It all focused on the character. Like it's. There's no other. There's. Or there's very few instances where there's other characters that appear, mm. so it's all close-ups and focuses, and 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 we had to. The reason why there's a lot of exposition in cutscenes in games and everyone rolls their eyes is because mm. you don't have the ability to do facial expressions very well, so you yes. can't read a character by watching their faces very yes. well. So yeah. people have to literally say what they're. What's going on, right? Yes, yeah. But we knew that, well, our intent was that we would get up, we would crack that, or, or with help from, you know, cubic motion and three lateral and mm. epic and all them lot, we would crack that. And so our assumption was all the way through that the emotion will come through, the facial expressions will come through. So saying less is more. Mm. 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 Yeah. Um, and and and, and, and the German accent. Uh, yeah, it's he forbid like, for me to talk. Uh, that's not true. It's a bit like uh, I did say. I did say like in, um, in Conan the Barbarian when they got um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and they realised how how thick his accent was. They they kind of cut most of his dialogue lines. No, but I, like I joke that, about yeah. that, and it's 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 also it's also partially true, but it's but it's it's more true that. The less a character speaks, the more you can project uh, yeah. to them. You know. Yeah. No, now you're trying to make. Okay. <laughs> 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 Do you remember when I tried to get you to speak in an English accent and how, and you had your posh. <laughs> Sound like Stewie from Family Guy. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's incredible. Um, yeah, it's but it, it's um. What I liked is you got that, you got this balance right with, um, you you had all this performance, you had all this story and all this building of the character, and I felt like when I got to, you have this kind of quite nicely sparsely placed combat and bosses right, and what I what I found personally when I got to the boss, I really gave a shit about getting rid of that boss and it wasn't like uh, another boss to get through and, mm, yeah. and there's his patterns and stuff yeah, good but hey I did it you know I mean the, the last time I can think of something like that was maybe like Dark Souls but that's because it, but you're just glad you've done it you yeah, know yeah. But that, yeah. that kind of like yes fucking got you you know you, you don't get that but actually when I when I got to the bosses and that mm. like, I really cared about taking them down I was like it was a real kind of um, I thought it was interesting because You know, I play a lot of combat games anyway, that's kind mm. of my thing. But it's been a long time since I've felt good about doing it well and, mm. and it being important as a story thing. So when you get there, it, was, it, it really, I thought that was really, really cool that I gave a shit. And then, and then Senna was also, she gave a shit and it was important to her to get rid of this because this is, you know, this is her getting rid of one of her demons, essentially, yeah. you know. And, and that all came together. So when you got to those bits, it was so cathartic and like, 
Mm, yeah. Proper, like, I'm going to have to put this controller down now. Mm, good. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. quite a lot of that. and. There's a lot of lot of work went into to making it, you know everything is in service of the story. Mm. So there's a lot of work went into making sure that it didn't feel like story 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 yeah. combat. Yeah, you know, exactly. Story game, you know, yes. which a lot of games are. Well, yes. it's it's not even it's it is story, but it, like it's we always talked about it being you know story driven, but actually it it wasn't. It was more experience driven than than story yeah, driven, sure. you know. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because I, I put less um, importance to plot. Yes. Um, I know. I know that there are some um, games or movies where the plot is is the thing that drives it, you know. Mm. Um, but um, in 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 Hellblade, the plot is pretty simple, actually. Like mm. it's it's pretty ordinary. It's a character yeah. journey. And that that character journey is, is the experience of the game. Yeah. And that's mm. that's mm. so everything wasn't is in service of that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's like there's no there's no intricate <laughs> plot twists and you know mm. things. It's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's it's pretty straightforward. And I kinda like that. And okay. and I quite like like um that it, it only occurred to me after I finished the game, like all of our games start, you know, from Enslaved to Heavenly Sword to to, to this they start in the middle of the story. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the reason that, the, and I know why that is, I only, just, I only figured it out, is because when I was a kid and I used to go to the cinema and I didn't know what time films start, I'd buy a ticket and I'd just go in whatever, time, <laughs> whether the film started or not. <laughs> right. So often I'd start, I'd watch a film halfway through, yeah, at yeah. the halfway point, and then I'd stay in the cinema in my seat until it started again and watch the first half. <laughs> right. And never did I think, Oh, that was worth it. You know, yeah. I sort of thought it's sort of like, well, you don't need that first half. It's like it's just boring setup where you see people talking about their lives yeah. and you know and how happy they are before things go mm. bad. It's mm. like it's not interesting. You mm. don't need it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just make it just make me think of like going back to our games again. Something like flashback, where Connor yeah. wakes up in the jungle and. It's like, why am I here? I don't know, you know, and then and then you unravel back to the start for yeah. that kind of thing. Has that sort of appeal, I suppose, as well. Yeah. I, I just don't like origin stories, or <laughs> like every time I go and see an origin superhero story, I go, can mm. we just get to the superhero yeah. bits? Yeah, yeah, yeah like it. <laughs> I got I got really sucked into it at the end where I was I got to the end and I went right I am gonna for Senua I'm gonna make sure I do this so and it's gonna be mm. flawless like it'll be perfect yeah. powers all the way through like it's gonna be you know yeah. there's no one getting any of this wrong and she's gonna yeah. I was like oh shit I fucked that one up oh okay okay sorry oh, I'm down again ah oh, right no it doesn't matter right okay oh, right okay what am I doing wrong what am I doing wrong and then obviously slowly you go, oh, right, of course, yes, right, yes, of course, that's the solution. Because that's what she's, yeah. Um, and it, uh, it's funny, it just had quite a, uh, a personal resonance, actually. Yeah. This is, a, as I say, it's about people, so, and, and I put myself in this stuff. So, um, you know, without going into too much detail, it, it's something that's, um, it's something that I've been struggling with 
over the past year or two because my youngest daughter was born um, with a really rare syndrome. Mm. So she's been in and out of hospital the first two years of her life. Um, and obviously that affected me a lot and, yeah. and it affected us both a lot because it was a total shock. We didn't know about it. Um, so actually I know like the main mental health strain is psychosis, but it obviously has a wider yeah. mental health mm-hmm. story. You know, you don't, you don't have to specifically suffer from psychosis to like mm-hmm. get yeah. other messages no. out of it. No. Right? Um, and it's just something about that, like, because, you know, went through this thing where you, you want to always be, you know, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to do all the work I've been doing alongside being there for her yeah. and my older daughter and making sure this doesn't affect her and, and just being pulled in so many different directions. Um, <laughs> and it's just, sorry. I'm gonna no, it's fine. Um, but it was, yeah, it's just something about it that sort of said to me, you don't, <laughs> you're, you're allowed to make mistakes, you know. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and that message was in there, mm. um, and it just it just hit home so kind of clearly to me. And it, and it, yeah. you know, you could read that and go, oh yeah, that's true. I agree with that. I should I shouldn't be so, shouldn't blame myself too much. I shouldn't, mm. you know, yeah, let all that get to me. Um, shouldn't listen to all the voices. I shouldn't you know, work myself down to the bone, I shouldn't, I should be, let myself make some mistakes, you can read that, and people can tell you that, Yeah. but, you know, games are important to me, and the way that that made me do it as a game was, was really like, mm. I don't know, just, and when I put it, again, finish the game, that was, I just thought, yeah, that's, that's taught me something, and mm. that's, you don't get that in games yeah. very much, it was very, yeah, yeah, so that is a strength of that, making you experience that and, and teaching you something by making you do it. It was, was really like, yeah, that was very powerful and important yeah. to me. So thank you for that. <laughs> well, it, like, <laughs> uh, for me personally, well, I've never worked on anything like this. Yeah. Uh, ever. And and hearing things like that is you know, beyond anything that, that I would have hoped for in my career. You know, to, to For this game to have actually had an impact on people's lives I mean it's had an impact on all of our lives massively yeah yeah. yeah. And I think everyone in the team it's, it was hard hard making this game yeah. you know and, it, and, it, and it's subjects and, and and looking at life for what it is you know and, and playing this game you know and, and for us certainly for me making this game made me maybe look at some of those things head on yeah and it and it, and it is and it is hard but you know what, what a wonderful thing that Games can can do that. Yeah, know? they've yeah. always had the potential, haven't they? Like, yes, they've always yeah. had the potential. Um, yeah, and and we've we've wanted we've tried to do that in all of our previous games, and um, somehow on this game, it's it's sort of hit home for a lot of people. Mm. And I I do sort of wonder why that is. Um, do, do, do you know why I think it is? Why I think this game. I think this game came purely from. From within you no that's not true like well I was my function is to direct it right but but and uh, but but um, I think it's because for a lot of reasons so what I see myself as is, is an aggregator of of ideas of of, of thoughts of, of 
of people like it's a function within a team. Mm. It's a, it's it's not you know it's a function sure. within a team, and um, and and the research and and a lot and a lot of the you know we talked about how Senua was going to become a more honest character by becoming by being Melina. You know, Melina <laughs> yeah. was Senua. And it was the same true. The same was true about the story and the research. So, the story, um, the, li- the the moments in her life were based on what service users who've experienced psychosis um, or, you know, long-term psychosis, which is you know often called schizophrenia, mm. um, have have told us. Th- these are things that happen to you. Yeah. Um, and the research. Um, you know, it does. It's not a very like you know. The temptation is you go okay, psychosis. Why? That like it's a, it's a terrible affliction. Um, what's the positives? Yeah. And it's like well, yeah. there really aren't many positives <laughs> about it. Like yeah. th- th- there isn't a nice neat. Oh, but you, you know, you're a genius. You know, like yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. you're autistic, but you're a genius. Yeah. You know? You know, the reality with autism mm. is that most people who have autism are not geniuses. Mm. You know, yeah. they, they, they just struggle. And it's the same with psychosis. It's 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 a struggle. Mm. Um and and so the game could never have a happy ending where suddenly she's cured and everything goes away. So mm. the resolution has to be something You live with it. <laughs> something deeper. You know, the same kind of resolution we have to deal with in our daily lives which yeah. is there's no happy ending there's yeah. there's, there's only ways of yeah um understanding things and coping with them and moving on yeah so so i think it was that honesty that came from all angles mm. that made this story work um the limitations that we had so we didn't have we like you know it was me melina an audio guy and a cinematics mocap guy on set balash and David, um, so I was holding the camera, which meant that there was only one camera and one actor, which meant that there shouldn't be any cuts, yeah. like you know. So it sort of made the whole experience far more subjective. Yeah, it's it's all kind of feels like you're a presence around Senua and you're there with her, which you are as a player, mm. and that hand of an editor is not there mm. and that hand of a composer is not there all the sound is quite subjective yes. and stuff mm. and so i think this is where it departs from the format of film mm. so when you're watching a film you're watching somebody else's cut edits and stuff yeah. yeah whereas in this game you're you feel like you're in it on that journey yeah you're part of it yeah so so i think there's multiple reasons why this feels more immersive and um, real more it feels more immersive and real than than a movie in some ways and mm. it feels um, less even like a video game because video games still have cuts and cutscenes yeah. and gameplay yeah. and, and uh, like there's there's a very clear yeah. separation between them and so I don't know I think I think it's it's just a lot of things that work together yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. And, and I think it's uh, people just don't expect it in a game no you know and people didn't expect it in Hellblade 
No. Because because people's expectation is based on their prior knowledge of what we've done. Yeah. Right? And I, I, think I don't think we knew it would work. You know, it's like most of the development, <coughs> you've got grey box levels with no audio, no mm. VO, yeah, sure. yeah. no art. Yeah. And it's like, we've just got a seven minute paddling a boat slowly with no interaction. That's a really good example of that, isn't and, it? And, yeah. you know, right up until the end, everyone's going... It's too long. Too long. Boring. Yeah, What's yeah. this game about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the hell's going on? You could be so tempted to go, can we, well, how can we break this up? Or should we make it short? Or should we add little bits? Yeah. Or just you have to get off the boat for a second and, and collect something <laughs> yeah. and get back on and all that kind of stuff yeah. that could creep in and absolutely ruin that start, which is amazing. And, yeah. and this is why we didn't demo the game, right? Like publicly. Like, this is why we didn't have it on the show floor at a bunch of events. Mm. Because yeah, it's not an event. You can't go up to that game, you play it for five minutes, and go, yeah, cool, yeah, that's great, that's yeah. <laughs> that's really hit me. Like, like you, you can't do it. So it was, you know, and again, that was the, that was a thing of faith. It was like when, when when we're having partners coming to us and going, we've got, you can have it on the show floor on our big stand, and we're going to get thousands of people playing it. You have to have that confidence to go. That's, that's not. We didn't. We didn't even release it, like you know, f- to reviewers. Um, other than just before release, you know, like a couple of days before release to give them time to at least play it and review yeah. it. But, yeah. the, you know, often people don't do that because, for for multiple reasons. But in our case, we, we felt like the story should be experienced for the first time blind. Yes. And and having all these previews and clips and stuff online, yeah, and, and we, we want, want, spoiled yeah. that. We, <laughs> we can't have those kind of IGM replay the first twenty minutes. Yeah. yeah, well, exactly. And we wanted people <laughs> we wanted people to interpret it yeah. in their own way, you know, because I think it is a game where you can go through that journey and you can take from it your interpretation of it that means something to you in many different ways. Mm. Like you say, that it's a character that's experiencing mental health, severe mental health difficulties. Mm. But you're right; you don't. You, you, the, the, you know, for, for me, there's messages in there about death, acceptance yeah. of the mm. fact that we're all gonna die, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> unless something changes in the next few years. But, <laughs> you know, but you know, so you can take, yeah. I think you can take a lot from from the game. I think, and and yeah, we 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 didn't want it, and we did also didn't want it to just be kind of stripped down to the mechanics. You know, which mm. I think can happen a lot when people. You know, yes. preview or do a hands-on. It can be right. Cool. How you know? When we first start talking to people about it, one of the questions we get is, "How many weapons are there?" And we go, "You know," and we go, "One." We go, "There's one." It's got a sword. And then you go, oh, "One weapon." Swords. Uh, bizarre. Yeah. Like, what about the uh, skill tree? And you go, "No, there's no skill tree." So it's 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 like a tree, a tree of bodies. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was kind of a difficult it was difficult from that perspective yeah. because it was it wasn't something that you could you could clearly communicate in a back of the box mm. couple of sentences you know mm. it was so um, you know we we, we 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 had to have the faith and again you know the reason a lot of people always go great we'll have it on the show floor and we'll, we'll go through that blueprint of of hands on preview and all of those things is because it's a it's a tried and tested blueprint yeah, and yeah. you go how are you going to PR your game will you do it like this. Yeah, you know, and and it's something I've learned from this game is uh, there is no blueprint. Yeah, you know, but, uh, there's there's also another thing. It's like which is like that whole nineties uh, marketing, you know, marketing push where everyone's trying to up up each other in terms of marketing. Like I sort of, and 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 
and things become much more action orientated yeah. and, and, and over the top mm. to stand out. Like, I sort of feel like people are in a different mind frame now. It's like people like watch Netflix and streaming services and stuff, and they like smart, slow content that yes. doesn't treat them like they're idiots. Yeah. You know, whereas I think a lot of you know the old style of marketing was like we need to make an idiotic game that we can easily sell to to as many people yeah. as possible yeah. the lowest yeah. the lowest dumbest, dumbest <laughs> commo- uh, denominator yeah. you know and and i think people aren't like that they they're far more sophisticated than people give credit to yeah. and there's there's uh, twitter and facebook and social media so people like to talk about the things they yeah they're interested in and that's yeah. that's a more powerful tool than mm. A, a, a three a, a two minute promo yeah yeah well everyone's got lazy like everyone, everyone, it's always about how long is the game like so how many weapons and, and actually none of that stuff matters no like, what matters is that is that is that final that final experience and I think I think you, 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 people get just sucked into that whole you know scope and well it has to yeah. have this and it has to be this long because they are all indications of how good the game is but it's easy for us to say that now right because it's it's, it's sort of like sold sure. well and stuff but yeah. we didn't know <laughs> no yeah but it's, it was an act of faith well that's, it's, the best example right is, is 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 we were very happy to say this game's not for everyone but it was amazing how how that two people about like mm. Like they, they, they never hear that. <laughs> like, mm. where you go, well, it's not for everyone. Like, this is for people who like this type of game. Mm. You know, for Ninja Theory fans that like this type of yeah. game. You know, I remember someone saying to me, I, I, I didn't like DMC, so why should I buy this? I said, hey, maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and people are so, they're not used to that at all. Sell it to me, yeah. Yeah, they are. They're used to that. Sell it to me, and why should everyone like this? And actually, I think what happened in the end was because we said well, this isn't for everyone. This is for a group of people that like this type of thing. It made people go, oh, well, you know, well, I'm one. I'm one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> it made people want to be part of that. Yes. Part of that group <laughs> yeah. and support that idea, which was which, which was great. And you know, and you see the things in the industry now. Single player is dead. Yeah, single player is not dead. If you can if you can make it in such a way that you can make it for people who like single player. Yeah. You know. Well, look at the look at the yeah. This is the kind of this space that's opened up now, where you've got the blockbuster side and you've got the the tiny indie side. Yeah. And you've got this space that um, it's been said before, but you know, like the the kind of the that PS two era where there was these kind yeah. of curio tales in the middle that were actually your favourite things because they were just weird or they were not like anything else. Yeah. That that's now kind of. There's a there's a, there's a separation between these two sides that, that people like you can you guys can fit in the middle. Yeah. And as you say, like looking at what single single player things do we have that are at the blockbuster end, like these open world ninety hour yeah. games that kind of I mean obviously like, granted I'm getting older and I've got children now I can't I don't have ninety hours for one game and I don't have and that I that idea that more is a bigger or a better journey and more stuff to do and more things yeah. to collect and more, more time in the game world means you care about the character more just well for, maybe true for some people but it's not true for everyone 
and you can see that that I think that's fine. I think those are up there now. Those are your superhero yeah. films. Those are your yeah, the summer you know, yeah, and and I quite I think it's good that they have done better and better because that's created a separation where if you want that, go do that. Yeah. Now there's that room for people yeah. to make things that are, you know, it sounds really sniff to go more interesting, but you know, more interesting to other well, people. Um, yeah. I mean, it just, this thing happened in film. You know, uh, for a long time it was the big studios that were controlling the theatres and yeah. what was shown, and then. You had video come out, VHS and mm. Beta Max, and a whole new genre. You know, whole new genres of movies came out that yeah. that, that were making money through the video stores, yeah. and, and and it changed. It changed the industry, and it's continuing mm. to change now yeah. through yeah. streaming services to the point where, like, uh, to the point where it's like, you know, t like streaming is now. The mm. place to go for your, yes, yeah, the good the good stuff, yeah. and I, I think digital is exactly the same in in yeah. games. So yeah. for a long while, it's been so s small that it's only supported very small independents. Now it's grown to an extent where it's supporting bigger and bigger independents. And now, AAA developers or previous AAA developers like us go well. It's big enough that we could yeah. sidestep into it. Yeah. So I I, I think this segment is just going to grow, 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 mm. and. Um, it'll be like the net, like the the equivalent of Netflix or HBO of of yeah, gaming. Yeah, this is where you'll find. Yeah, the, the digital distribution is at the heart. Is really at the heart of it because you're no longer having to make games to impress uh, a buyer at a big retailer. Mm. You know, you're no longer fighting for that mm. shelf space. And I think so. I think the, the sort of digital distribution and, and how that's growing and how that's opened up platforms for developers like us to self-publish combined with you know a really diverse gaming audience now mm. where it's it used to be who's your target audience men aged 18 to 35 mm. and that was always the that was like if you're making an action game that's your audience but now you can make games for all kinds of audiences overcooked is a great example mm. like no one wants to do couch co-op Couch co-op is dead. No, don't bother with that. Everyone's playing online. Well, what about if we make a couch co-op game? Yeah. And it blew up. Yeah. Because yeah. there are people that want it. Maybe there's not five million people that want it. No. But, but maybe there's, you know, a million people, yeah. you know, that want that. Yeah. Uh, so it can be massively successful. Yeah. So I think, I think it's interesting what you're saying. You're older and you get kids. But, but now that demographic is a lot wider. You know, people yes. don't stop gaming at, at 40 no. or 45 no. or 50. No. So there is a place for games that, you know, I'm the same. I, I, I don't have time to put into to really massive yeah. games yeah. that's going to take me 100 hours. Yeah. So I love a game where I can go, you know, eight hours long is about a sweet spot for me. Mm. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of people like that. Yeah. You know, so so and, and digital distribution, and, and you have to give credit to the platform holders as well who have recognised that. Mm. And gone, there's teams that are making really interesting things. How do we make this? as easy as possible for them to get onto the platforms and find that audience. Because mm. actually the days of going, well, no, actually that doesn't tick the box. Yeah. You know, that's gone. Now yeah. it's like, like, give it a go and see if it can find an audience. Because yeah. there's so many games that have been big successes uh, that you could have never have predicted. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's also nice that the audience that you do then get um, are really, really passionate. I mean, Melina, you're on... You're on all the social media stuff, you get the, the direct. I get the love. You get the direct feedback. <laughs> How do you like? What do you think of 
what do you think? Like, how's it been? Um, I expected a lot more negativity. Like, I was dreading the day the game came out because I thought that people will just rip me apart. Mm. Um, but so far, I think it has been 95% positive. I mean, there's always a few yeah. like negative comments, but it's been quite positive. Yeah. How do you, how yeah. do you deal with all that uh, extra... Uh, it's, it's quite a lot, actually, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it just happened, like, overnight, pretty much. Like, um, I always manage to message everyone back and, like, read all the messages I receive mm. up until maybe August or something. And mm. then when the game came out, it just exploded and I mm. can't keep up anymore <laughs> as much as I try. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just becoming very difficult, yeah. It's amazing. And that kind of... I was gonna. I was gonna ask about this live performance that we were that we were talking about earlier, and just that kind of. Because it just when I went over through, you know, the the timeline a bit of what was happening with everyone, and this it sounds mad like everything you took on. So it's just like doing the video, and then oh, now you're gonna do the mocap as well, and do the acting, mm. and do the video, uh, and now. Would you mind getting in shape over seeing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you're like, okay, like, and just okay. like doing that as well. Yeah, I've got nothing else to do. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so to fill my time. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, by the way, we're going to do this live thing. Yeah. Uh, do you, you don't mind that, D? There's going to be loads of people, you're going to do it live. Uh, also, this is the first time this text has been shown, so, you know, don't get it wrong with <laughs> And it's just like... <laughs> I think for me it was all about... Like, this whole project was all about pushing myself out of my comfort zone and just trying yeah, think things <laughs> that really scare me so much and yeah. just do them anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was my aim for the project. Mission, mission accomplished. <laughs> mission oh. accomplished, yeah. I feel really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, can we just take you from the mocap stage onto a <laughs> stage in LA in front of 2,000 people? And do that yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's enormous, enormous <laughs> pressure on Melina. But yeah. you seem to, you know, save no, it up. No, I, I was dying inside. <laughs> you, you, you can't see it, I was dying. <laughs> it's really bad. Like, I mean, when she's rigged up in a mocap suit, every time, you know, she wants, she has to go to the bathroom, she has to ask someone for permission. <laughs> yeah, I'm and attached then, to cables, like I can't go anywhere. chaperone her with all the cables and everything and... Uh, no. And it was yeah. like, you know, sometimes you're in that suit for like 12, 14 hours. More. God. Yeah. I'm sure it doesn't broadcast out. Yeah, you can't see anything because you're blinded by the lights the whole time. So sometimes people come up to you and talk to you and you're just like <laughs> staring into the corner and they're like, why are you not answering me? You're like, who? Why are you talking to me? Because you can't see anyone. You're just blinded the whole day. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bad experience. But I think, I mean, I hope you feel that it's been rewarding anyway and like yeah it's good yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's great yeah, yeah it's, it's good <laughs> no it was a was an interesting project just like for me personally as well mm. just like getting out of my comfort zone and trying new things and le learning well, we, a new we were, skill <laughs> we were all doing a, a lot of this stuff for the first time trying to f yeah. you know we're all mm. kind of experiencing it from different angles, but it was all new stuff for all of us. Yeah, mm. yeah but it was, it was, I think it was particularly like tough on Melina because she was the guinea pig. <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. Of it all. yeah. Yeah. It just, yeah. It just. And it what happened to your old guinea pigs? <laughs> what do you mean? Don't talk about the old <laughs> guinea pigs. <laughs> 
Michael Jordan. Go, what's this? It <laughs> doesn't matter. It's, it's an unimportant <laughs> story. <laughs> it's quite funny though. It's untold guinea pigs. Uh, my so. uncle uh, decided to uh, get a shotgun out and joke around with it, but he didn't know there was bullets inside. So. Yeah, he shot my guinea pig. <laughs> and the other one with the heart. It's okay, we don't need to go into detail. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I'm not very lucky when I have pets. They're always, there's always some kind of strange story. Tell the one story. Tell I don't want to do, do you draw on the, the guinea pig stories for them? Just think about them. Yeah, think of the, think of the guinea pig. I always get really strange thoughts. So, think of the guinea pig. Yeah, yeah it just says guinea pig. It just says guinea pig and then we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just as you start rolling. Give it. Imagine. I'm surprised, but I still have nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly, that feels like a natural act. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank really? you. No, thank you.